Hello, welcome to the freaking awesome, where we discuss the things we watch, listen, played, and read throughout the week. It's Monday, April tenth, twenty twenty-three. I'm Benjamin Abaya, and joining me today, you can find them on World One One as they jump their way through all the levels in their own game, or you can find them on their YouTube series <laughs> Date Night. Please welcome John and Audrey Abaya. It's a me, John. <laughs> it's a me, uh, Audrey. It doesn't, it doesn't sound very well. I was going to say Luigi, but it didn't work. Thank you for uh, joining us. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, real quick, John, uh, what, what would be your ability if you had that mushroom? Is it just you being powered up? or Which mushroom? Wait, I can oh, pick the any mushroom. ability? Yeah. Uh, Is that how it works? I like the Tanuki suit. Oh, yeah, the, okay. the Luigi's, as he said, a bear suit. <laughs> I don't think they ever mentioned that word in there. Okay, <laughs> no, they did. They uh, Luigi's like, why are you wearing this bear suit? <laughs> no, they didn't ever mention the original. Oh, oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Tuniki suit. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Audrey? Really quick. I'll be cat. I'll oh like yeah, cat. okay, yeah. I know you got excited when the the cat suits. Could you tell I was loud a lot? <laughs> I was uh, and returning to our podcast, she's a film critic, a writer, and you can find her work at FlickFest, New Scientist, and she has her review on Movie Maker of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Please welcome back, Kate Smith-Wong. Hi. Hello, Hi, uh, Kate, Kate. Katie. I'm sorry, I'm putting Kate on it, but uh, Katie Smith-Wong. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote it on here. I think I typed really quickly on it, but... Uh, how, how about your powers? Well, if you had the ability, what would you uh, want? In... I think I just want to run really, really fast. Okay. Nice yeah. and simple. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I think I want to... Um, uh, I was thinking about, like, you know, when he wears the cape? It's from, like, Super Mario Brothers oh, World. Yeah. But, yeah. Super, yeah. yeah, Super Mario World. That was the yeah. game on the first game on SNES. Yeah. 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 Um, but also, I did have, like, there was a power-up where they t- he turned into a statue. Oh yeah, mm, I yep, do remember yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah, I was like, that's cool. To a point where I realized that it doesn't really do much. Yeah, <laughs> I think it so scared like, off the ghosts. No, I, no, it, I think no, it, the enemies it will him to you. Detect, Yeah, I think yes, it just yes. kind of hides him. Oh yes, from yeah, enemies, yeah. so that they just kind of glide past him. So like, if you were to turn into a statue when there's a, a like a scholar fish coming, then yeah, he, then they wouldn't notice him. They mm. wouldn't swim towards him, wanting to, you know. <laughs> It's, yeah, power, like that. it's a power of invisibility. That's what it is. Sort of, yeah. 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 Because, yeah. you know, the thing about statues, they go on this. Or like camouflage. Yeah. Unless you're in, uh, <laughs> uh, in Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what I was thinking. The best episode. I love that episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you, if you know, don't know, we, uh, our main discussion will be the Super Mario Brothers movie, which came out this past week. Um, also, we're going to discuss uh, a lot of other things, our, our weekly roundup. Um, I don't want to say what we're going to discuss because I think it's a little bit of a surprise because someone here went to a certain celebration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before all of that, we're going to discuss the new trailer for Barbie. Looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now, Ken. I'll beat you off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both of us off. Nobody's going to beach anyone off. That is a clip from the trailer, Barbie. 
And that is directed and co-written by Greta Gerwig, starring at the moment, I don't want to say everyone's name, so I'm just going to say Barbie would be played by Margot Robbie and Ken would be played by Ryan Gosling. Um, I'm going to start with you, Katie. Uh, I know you're excited because prior to recording that we slightly talked about it, but what's your thoughts about Barbie and uh, are you a fan of Barbie in general? Like, did you ever have like the dolls? Oh, I did have a Barbie. I mean, like for personal reasons, I can't really. I don't want to go into it, but it's very almost traumatic. It's like because because no one didn't didn't have Asian Barbies yeah. when I was younger, so it was like it kind of gave me the it gave me that impression when I was young in my young impressionable mind that only girls who were blonde and pretty and had you know a good rack so to speak <laughs> could only get hot looking guys it took me a while to get over that to be honest <laughs> but on this trailer i am very excited because as soon as you see the um the foot shot i'm not going to say much more about that but i think because that's a i think a spoiler for those who haven't seen it yet but i think when you see the foot shot you'll realize that there, there is a certain amount of <laughs> nostalgic <laughs> nostalgic faithfulness to this movie and then you see everyone being impossibly beautiful and impossibly perfect. And you kind of just want to see someone just destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> or see what they at least do with it. Because yeah. I know that there's a, it's not the kind of film you want to see to be taken seriously. But at the same time, you want to see what they actually do with it. Just to see what extent they'll, they'll kind of go to to bring Barbie to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I feel the same way. Like it is. I think I want to say I don't know if the full plot is even like revealed because we. I have the impression that they're probably going to the real world because uh, you see like the, uh, the sign. sign that says real world, but they don't actually show the real world yet. So it's. I feel like it's going to be one of those fish out of water stories, oh, like the Brady point. Bunch or the Adams Family style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, the movie. The movie. There was there was a scene that kind of. Reminded me of Legally Blonde. I'm not going to say yes, again. I'm yeah. not going to say it. But it did. It did keep give me that kind of feeling that it's going to kind of yeah the fish out of water narrative. I could definitely definitely see. But it's just I'm going to see how big the the bowl, bowl is. <laughs> how far they want to get out of the water for how long before they stop? You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, exciting to watch. I I actually have you. Uh, I'm probably gonna ask this question later. Actually, um, Audrey, how about you? What's your thoughts about the Barbie trailer? Uh, I was really excited for this trailer. The first, like the teaser trailer, I it, it was really it didn't really do anything for me. But this one where they showed a lot more of the world, I I I got really excited. Um, I, I enjoy what they're doing with like the past. 10 or so years like with Ken they're treating him like um at first I was thinking he was like 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 a beta cuck to all the other Kens but then I'm realizing now that they're treating him like a himbo and and, oh, and yes. reverse and then in reverse Barbie is no longer the bimbo she is more of the you know the stronger one sort of thing so I'm looking forward to see if that if that's truly their dynamic or maybe um Ken gets his brain in the end. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he always has his rollerblades. I guess I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember. I actually didn't have a lot of Ken dolls. One of the the male dolls I would have is if I had like a Disney uh, type Barbie, then I may have the counterpart. So if I I had Air, I had Ariel, so I had Eric. But uh, in sense of actual Barbies, I never had boy Barbies. I don't. No, I, I never had the male. I never had a Ken doll either. And yeah. and 
And if I were to, if I ever had a Barbie, I'd get a skipper. Not oh, exactly oh, yeah. the same thing. I'm yeah. not exactly the same thing. I'm actually curious as to see if they're going to include some of Barbie's extended family. Oh yeah, that'll kind of blow blow the whole thing wide open. <laughs> the BCU, the Barbie Cinematic yeah. Universe. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, Because <laughs> you know, and it's like they've already got like different kinds, different kinds of Barbies doing different things. Mm-hmm. So why not include some of her extended family, so to speak? Yes, sure. Yeah. I, I like looking at the cast. There hasn't, unless it's going to be a cameo, but is a skipper yet in the. Cast, no, they haven't so. said Skipper, no. but they do. They do have Midge, and I think Midge is one of her friends too from there. That there, I think it was like only like in the sixties or seventies or something like that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, How about uh, uh, oh, go on, Audrey. Oh no, I was gonna say that the Barbie like hasn't been in like in my view for a while, just in general. But it's kind of come back in the last ten years or so with um my kind of love for Trixie Mattel and her uh whole oh, yes. um yeah. Barbie uh mystique that she goes for sort of thing. So um, I doubt that, you know, there may be some, you know, uh, how do you say um, allusions to like the relationship of boys and Barbie, like in general, but that would be fun if that was, if that was explored. Well, they, well, like, they kind of teased that in the trailer, didn't they? There was like a little intimate conversation between Mark, uh, you know, Barbie and Ken, you know, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Is it? Oh yeah. So, yeah. so I'm curious to see what they would do, considering mm-hmm. Ken's history of certain parts being not there. Oh, that's probably yeah. why I didn't have a Ken in the, when I was younger with Scarby for life. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> um, we actually have. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, I, oh, John, you. Uh, how about your thoughts? I was going to mention something, but I'm going to. Uh, oh yeah so my history with barbie is just our niece had barbie and uh, i remember going to her room and then like we were probably like what four years off or five how five years so we were probably like you know 11 oh not 11 like uh, eight or ten or whatever Mm -hmm. and then i i i was always in wonder of how like much barbie has like uh accessories wise like the kitchen has everything like you know little fruits and stuff so I will go in her when she's not like playing with it. I would like arrange everything and put stuff in order because everything was just. In the I mess. do remember. So I was like, yes. my yeah. my OCD came out. I was like, oh, let me just put your shoes here, your vegetable, you know, your food I, in the. I actual- had a lot of shoes, so <laughs> yes. I, was there, I was like, a really a day long project. Yes. All so I would just do that with her toys and uh, not actually like play with the dolls itself, but just arrange the house. So it was like, I'll put like the kitchen here, your bed is over here, your car's right out here. So when she starts playing with it, and then she'll be like, oh, everything's arranged. And then, you know, of course, she'll mess everything. <laughs> but uh, those are I like my history. I don't know if she had the, uh, the appreciation yet for that. No, no, uh, no. It, it, I mean, I, no. I, 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 me too. I like, I didn't even was aware of like, I need to be gratified that she loved the, the, the one I did. But uh, <laughs> well, wait, were you doing it for her or was it at the, the, it's the, for her, the, the mostly. inkling inside it, you? It's a little both. Like I just wanted to arrange stuff in the, in that at, in that scene, like you know, whatever the she was when she was playing Barbie. Uh, so you, in a way, you're doing you're doing her service by resetting it. I yes, yes, like. yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Making sure yeah. all everything, all the wardrobe and shoes are still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really uh, uh, like the trailer. Uh, I'm really looking forward to all like the dialogue mostly just seeing the trailer itself and especially that little clip we played i was like oh how far are they going with this like the type of humor and then uh uh, uh i 
I think I seen like a meme of this where it's like uh, the audience expected to see Barbie. It, it should be kids, but the audience actually going to see this movie is adults. Like, uh, because thanks it be- to the adults. Yes, because it <laughs> seems like more our, our main uh, discussion and why. <laughs> yes, 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 it means it seems more towards adults, but I don't think they'll cross a. a too far a line where uh, I don't think you can take your kids <laughs> because that'll be odd. But is it rated? Is this movie rated yet? I'm not sure. Do they do they do that beforehand? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure too. Um, I don't think this is. I don't think it's going to be one of those things that you could take your kids unless mm-hmm. they get unless they get half the jokes. Yep. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So the, while doing my research on this film too, uh, uh, this is first film for the Mattel films. So it's interesting. They their next film next year is going to be Thomas and Friends, <gasps> the movie, yeah. and the year after that will be Barney. What? So I'm like wondering Whoa, how far are they going to take this? Yes, Barney. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it looks like they're going to make their own cinematic universe. So do you think <laughs> they're going to have you know indie directors to direct those ones too? Probably, so it'll yeah. be. I'm, you know, um, is G.I. Joe Mattel? <laughs> I don't huh? know if G.I. Joe is Mattel. Is G.I. Joe Mattel or no? I don't think so. I don't, yeah, know. I don't think yeah, so. The ones I see here, it's like Hot Wheels and uh, yeah. the the high the monster, monster High dolls, mm-hmm. it seems like. And then I could see uh, a, a Wes Anderson's Thomas and Friends. I could, I could see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, perfectly shot, like very framed. Do you know how many videos our son watches and like where people like have already done things like this? It'd be really interesting to see which. which. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. But yeah, I'm excited um, to watch the film. Uh, I was going to mention. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention really quick because we actually have a friend of the podcast, Derek uh, Sykes, who actually watches all the Barbie movies. Oh, and yes. Yeah. He has like a ranking. I think oh, we're the animated, the, the animated ones, yeah, yeah, animated movies, animated movies that came out the past couple of decades, and uh, I want to uh, hear his feedback uh, too. When, whenever <laughs> we invite him, I just realized that the, uh, he mentions that a lot. Um, so I was going to mention really quick uh, because this movie's coming out. Have you anyone seen the Tyra Banks movie uh, Life Size that came out early two thousands? I've heard no. of it. I know of it, but I haven't yeah. seen it. It's basically it's I think it's a direct to TV movie. I don't know if it no. actually came out in theaters, I, but I thought you were gonna say something like are you gonna reference mannequin? Oh mannequin is actually a good uh yeah. <laughs> reference to uh, uh yeah, because this one has actually life size stars Lindsay Lohan and her basically uh it was sort of like a Barbie type of doll came to life. And then, mm. and then she—it's been you know, a fish out of water story too. But Mannequin's actually a good example because it has similar um, uh, tones because it's someone who you know, uh, basically a mannequin that came back, to, uh, comes back, or not comes back to. The, the plot was—I forgot. There was like a whole like weird story. Like isn't there Egyptian? Like a spell? There's like Egyptian yeah, like plot. Yeah, yeah, with the spell, spell yeah. going on with that whole thing. Um, but yeah, like uh, Mannequin is a good way. I I feel like we haven't seen these type of stories in a while where, you know, fish out of water, but it's like uh, they were like a, an animated object at one point. Um, Brave Little Toasters. Probably. Oh, I think it's kind of like, it's quite, they're quite 80s because if you think about it, like, you know, the whole fish water, fish out of water. Thing yes, yeah. Very, it's very 80s because if you also, not just Mannequin, but you also think of Splash and Weird Science. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all about those kind of people who are very distinctive, but yet unfamiliar with the world. And it's yes. about the people who say, oh, I love you for who you are. Well, what, what am I? I don't know. But like, you know, I'm not, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you, if I'm, you know, if I'm predicting what it's going to be like, 
there's a lot that there's a lot of stories out there already. So it's I'm curious to see what Barbie does, especially because it's not only written by Greta Gerwig, it's also written by Noah Baumbach. And yeah. you know, there's I think together they'd be really because you know doing what they're, they're really great together. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see what they'll do on paper. That's true. Yeah, and it's like I think this is one of their first uh, time working together when it comes with to like an ip like an existing ip with a big budget yeah um so it would yeah it will be exciting to see and i think at the moment like with the trailer i think they're doing a great job so i think it's also one of the very few projects that they're actually they're working together but neither of them are on screen that's true yeah you're right because usually uh greta would be like on screen yeah like uh, white noise and francis ha yeah. So I think behind this, you know, yes, see what they do behind the camera. Cool. Yes, I'm. A, yeah, that that'll be interesting to see. Um, so that is releasing July 21st of this year. I think we're all excited and uh, can't wait to discuss it. Uh, moving forward, we're gonna do our weekly roundup. We're yeah. gonna start with you, Katie, because you have you actually did something uh, very fun. I think it's because now I think it's a whole day event or a couple of days event. No, no, I only did one day. I can't. I I'm at an age where I can't do four <laughs> days of that. It's it's insane. Wow, four days! I didn't actually realize. I thought it was like two days. Four days too. No, no, it's four days. Because um, so yeah, so I went to Star Wars Celebration Europe. It's taking place in South London, um, and it's four days of just. Star Wars and it's not just like announcements and news which I'll go to in a minute but it's also pa- yeah panels and guests and toys and memorabilia and posters <laughs> and just walking around this huge vast hallway and cosplayers oh my god the cosplayers they were insane and then you know you have actual companies building real life art droids I saw loads of R2s whoa okay whoa. and and you know there were there was a little whole little, little army of them. It was insane. And then yeah, the cosplayers, both good and bad, were and the weird <laughs> were also there. But it's not just all Star Wars because Lucasfilm actually had a panel. So that was where they introduced the latest Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny trailer. So there were those people just as Indiana Jones, but a lot of them. Uh, the majority, like ninety percent of the people there, were were just huge fans of Star Wars, and it was it was fun to just get, you know, just be in that same room with the same kind of love that everyone had for Star Wars, and you know, I'll, the guests were great because I, I was on I was at the I was on the main stage on um yesterday, so Saturday, and then we were expected to see Hayden Christensen, Ooh. and instead. We got Kathleen Kennedy, and mm. then they flown in John Favreau rock up, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I was not expecting them at all. It was so much. I was so exciting because you know he they've been doing you know because it's not just not just did the um what was it the Mandalorian, but then they bring they're gonna they've got a Ahsoka coming up, and they had a panel there with Rosario Dawson and like the new cast members as well, and as well as the Casting for spoiler alert, Thrawn. Mm. <laughs> that was that was super exciting. Um, no, that no, was it was great fun. Well, I had a good time, but I can't do four days of it. I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's 
it's torture. You, you imagine standing all day at one stage all day, just waiting for people to show it's up. Standing room. And what it's yeah. The, the, the main stage is a standing room. If you go to like the panels and stuff, panels and and such, they'll you know you'll be sitting down like in an auditorium. But the main stage is just standing up. It's like oh, it's like it's a like concert going, in a way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And oh. you know you're because you're going to be huddled up around this you know the, the stage. You've got no access to unless you have it in your with with you on your person. There's no food or water, so you just have to stand there. And, you, and, and if you do need to go, you have to rely on the, the courtesy of other people allowing you to go back to your spot. Yeah, which yeah. you know, mm. ninety nine. 99.9 times out of 100 they will not let you do so it's <laughs> just like you know we kind of like got a bit because after like i think the director or showing of the acolyte new series very excited because it stars uh the the young who, who stars in squid game so oh yes exciting. i saw that i saw yeah that. so um yeah we kind of duck out and just check out the rest of the show but no it was great fun i had a good time it- is this your first time going to one of those? No, Star Wars no, it things? wasn't. It was. Uh, they've had it in London three times, including this one. So I've been to the previous shows. However, because you know, Star Wars universe has expanded, and Lucasfilm has expanded since what 20, 20, uh, 2006, which was the first show. Yeah, tiny in comparison. There were no big guests. Well, not that I could remember it because it was a long time ago. But there were no big guests. There was no huge stage. There was some. There was there was an X wing there. There was an art gallery of different different decorated stormtrooper helmets. <laughs> but I, and and a couple of cosplayers in the 2006 one. And then you fast forward to now when you have thousands upon thousands of people there for Star Wars. It's insane. It's absolutely insane, but I think hardcore people would only be there for the full 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 day. <laughs> yep, yeah. I just I could I just can't. <laughs> In the past, were you there for the full like? No. Um, okay. Yeah, the first the first day. I mean, first time around, I obviously didn't know what was going to be happen. What's going to happen? So I think my then boyfriend, now husband, we went there for the for the day, and then the second time around, I you know we stayed there for the whole day, but I we kind of ducked out early because I was actually in pain turns out i had shingles so oh gosh i know and it was around my it was around my trunk i was not doing well but anyway so yeah i know but um no you know this year was was actually quite exciting because i think a lot of people had ideas of what was going to be shown and were very excited about you know who they're going to see what was going to be announced what they're going to get especially because you know Every like all everyone who could sell an inkling, anything remotely remotely related to Star Wars would sell it. So it was, yeah. you, know, you had Funko Pops, you had lightsabers, you had droid companies, you had comics, everything that you could get think of. But it's like I, I, I don't have the money for it. I'm saving. I'm saving. <laughs> I'm saving up to go to Florida. I want to go to Disneyland. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to save my money and just be considerate. Plus, food's expensive, so no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. No, it's it's fine. It's I'm glad that you went. I, I think I've never experienced something like that before. I don't know, if John and Audrey, if you have ever. I mean, the closest to us is Comic Con. That's it, the San Diego Comic Con. But we 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 seen the D twenty was it D twenty three? Is it called? Uh, we've been Disney's. to those, and those are kind of wild too. <laughs> 
<laughs> like uh, they did the Disney one where they announced like other projects. That's where they announced like the Marvel phase phases and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the, the one we went to is like one of the very first ones where it was very small. It was a I believe it was Angelina only Jolie yeah it was Maleficent, it, Maleficent but I believe when we went it was like twenty dollars to get in. Sounds <laughs> like two thousand. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's how far along where they, they I think at the time they now in store too like that was the that oh, was gosh. it was around that time and it was only twenty dollars. That was that was even before they started to get rolling up with yep, yeah. Infinity Saga. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you, I can't I can't imagine now going to these with all the the hype with Marvel and Star Wars now that it's I I, I don't I like you Katie, I can probably not do four days and probably just do one day that I know certain things are there that I'm looking forward to and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I I like I said it was just I, I, I was looking at my pedometer and I did eleven thousand steps. I don't. I don't. I barely do five thousand on a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds pathetic, but it's like you know. You think because you know I work nine to five. I don't. You know. Uh, you know. Sometimes I work from home. I barely do a hundred steps because I don't. Where am I going to go? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, thousand it was like eleven thousand steps in one day alone, and my legs were killing me, especially when you're standing. Oh no! Three quarters of the day. No, thank mm. you. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just find, get in an or sit in an auditorium and listen to somebody. It's like I just want to relax my legs for like half an hour to an hour, and then we can do it all over again. But it's just like I can't do four days on the on the on the go, day after day, <laughs> especially if you have to you know also travel. Yes, yeah. Because it's held in the Excel, which is a million miles from everything. I think the closest thing, the biggest landmark that's next to it is the O2 Stadium. Oh, which is oh, that, so you're you like know, that's far. How many hours is it? It's miles away. For me, I live in the west of London, so it's the other side of the city. I it takes me it took me around seventy minutes to get there by tube. So oh. it's it's not exactly the most convenient of journeys, but it's the biggest capacity venue that is not in central London. I think it's just for because you know, God forbid you want three thousand. 10,000 Star Wars fans descending on Trafalgar Square. It's just going to be chaos. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't want that at all. Yeah, so. like, yeah, and London's always busy during Easter break. So, you know, it was just, it makes sense that it's in the XL. I'm glad, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad that you went and uh, can't wait until uh, all those things that they announce come out because uh, they're all exciting news and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like the hugest like star wars fan but i do like some of the things that they mention uh like i'm actually interested in the uh what do you call it the um, ridley did they announce that was that yeah, star wars yeah, yeah, yeah it's a new Which film is, with they, yeah. they're bringing back daisy ridley yeah. and that's, that's exciting considering how poorly received the last the rise of skywalker was so. yeah Probably you don't have much. to pay attention to the Skywalker <laughs> stuff anymore. So it's a, mm-hmm. um, at least it's separating herself from the Skywalker saga, and we just concentrate on her journey and whatnot again. Um, would you want to? Uh, I think you have other another thing to mention um, uh, with Zoe Zhao, uh, Chloe Zhao, Zhao. Zhao. Yeah, yeah, she ha- is uh, apparently being uh, touted as a director of the latest adaptation of. Cabinet, which is um, God, I can't remember what's like the, the 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 real story for behind it, but it, it's to do with Shakespeare. It's a de- it's the latest mm-hmm. ad- 
And I see. Just going to check. Sorry. Yeah, I that's fine. Prepared. I should have better prepared for this. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so, so it's essentially a, it's a historical novel that matches the story of Shakespeare, Shakespeare's wife, Agnes, mm -hmm. as she comes to the terms with the loss of her son, which is Hamlet. Oh. It's a, it sounds dramatic, but that I think there's a Pojal's wheelhouse, to be honest. Dramatic. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna suit her, especially um, the way uh, her direction. I I think a lot of her stories are very like human. Um, uh, I, I can't come up with the words right now, but they're it's, like it's, they're, 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 they're emotionally driven. Yeah, emotionally driven, heartfelt yeah, kind of story. Driven, yeah. And then it's like you know, I think Eternals kind of touched upon that, but didn't go into as much depth as it could have done. Like if you compare it to like something like, like Nomadland, which yes, is very yeah. character driven. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what she'll do with it. Cause it, yeah, just, me too. it, it especially as like, you know, Eternals was so, such a very different type of, you know, it's a very different kind of direction, especially for a director who is known for indie films. It sounds a bit like returning to something that she is better known of, but because it's an adaptation, she has there, there's an apprehension with taking material that isn't, you know, hers, but then again, Nomadland is also an adaptation. Yeah. So maybe it might suit her better. Yeah, and this might uh bring her uh you know how like they say one for me, one for you type of thing where they make a big budget movie and then they make their small budget movie. Um but probably she's going to make the sequel to Barbie in the next uh, after this one. Maybe. <laughs> oh God! If we're following no. that trend of indie it's, directors. It's too early to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we haven't seen Barbie one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, I'm excited too. I'm a fan of hers and uh, can't wait. I just love more of her human character-driven uh, stories better. Um, but moving on to our uh, to our other, um, I think it's Audrey who uh, has something else on the table. Omi, Omi. Okay, so I watched uh, against my better judgment, um, Pretty Baby uh, Brooke Shields. It's a documentary about her life. Um, do you know Do you know Brooke Shields? Do you, or where Where yeah. do you know Brooke Shields from? I guess not know Brooke Shields. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because you know she was a guest star in Friends, and then she made her own sitcom. And but I know I actually heard about this documentary because I think it was from. It dates back to when she was. Uh, was it? Was it the Blue Lagoon? When oh she yeah, was, even yeah, even a little bit before that too. Yeah. So I think it kind of dealt, deals with her experience as being a child star and then transitioning to an to adult and carrying on with her career, especially when you know she's dealt with a lot of controversy because i think there was something was it was it she was involved with andrew agassi at one point i can't remember it was just like something like that i'm not sure i don't know oh uh, after wiki at concert <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm otherwise i'll just pray in my mind otherwise i'm just gonna i'm just gonna double check go ahead carry on <laughs> <laughs> yes please yeah. um uh, it, it was interesting to watch this because my experience with Brooke Shields just in general, I really didn't know her as the icon. I know her from Suddenly Susan. I know her from her sitcom times and her being a funny, a funny person. And I actually really didn't have no idea that she was uh, a huge icon, like a huge like the the it American girl or, or the all American uh, uh 
a, a huge uh, sex icon essentially and I, I that part kind of I guess um eluded eluded my my um my youth I just knew her as a funny lady when I would watch tv with my mom <laughs> um but uh but I do know Blue Lagoon I for somehow I did remember watching that and being very confused about it of like it's there it's young kids and they're they're naked and they're like uh their type of uh the relationship they're on the little desert island yeah. um have you guys been or john have you guys seen blue lagoon i, never, I watched I, yeah so i've never time. even seen any brooke brooke shields uh you watch the muppet movie. tv shows oh, the well, <laughs> muppet take my hat and oh, oh yeah yeah she, yeah, yeah, she did that one, yeah but like even like suddenly, suddenly susan mm-hmm. that's why yeah i never mm-hmm. even watched that uh, but yeah, go continue. Um, it's it's essentially her story about how, as a a very very young girl, at least eleven, maybe maybe even younger, um, how she was became a a a beauty icon, but more I don't want to say importantly, but more tragically as a very sexualized uh a child essentially, and then her her journey and her uh kind of like her um like a triumph of how she's kind of overcome this and is uh now uh, a a advocate for things like this um it's it, it was really interesting just to see uh that the spearhead of this it was um her mother was the one that kind of like uh was obsessed with her at a young age of how saying she was, she's a pretty, like a pretty baby or like a beautiful child and like put her into modeling, like as like, uh, as a baby. And then like did all these things and stuff like that. And just like, uh, uh, pushed her to be an actress and things like that. Brooke Shields did want it. It seemed like she did want to act. That was like her dream. And then, but, uh, people weren't focused on her, her acting as much as her modeling as her just being, a, a pretty face, a commodity, just like the essential, uh, female beauty but being in a as a child which i I find i find uh a little icky um uh there was an interesting there were some uh i guess they're talking heads people who aren't like really related to her but talking about the subject matter in documentaries i guess uh that's what you would call them um about how the way that this the sexualization of of the of children kind of came out of the feminist movement of how uh, men couldn't control a woman, so then they kind of went towards the the children that they could control that sort of thing. It was it was just really interesting to see how all these that's how, interesting how I've one never event heard that. yeah, yeah no, how one event can affect the other or create how a good thing can then kind of in turn lead to a not, a not so great thing without uh, not uh, unintentionally I guess, um, which I I found really interesting. Um, uh, it also talks about uh, like her relationship with her mother a lot, and then um, just her uh, going from essentially one really bad abusive relationship to a few others until she kind of finds her own. Um, it's only two. It's only two parts. I think they're like an hour, hour and thirty each. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty uh, easy watch in the sense of time. Um, I had to break it up. Uh, I I have these things where I, I like to watch these types of things, but they're very um, emotionally taxing and draining for me. So I do I do break them up, but I wanted to make sure that I finished it. Um, 
But I like how – oh, the other thing too that I liked was that I related to it because of the the sexual trauma about it. And then also she talks about um, going through postpartum depression and actually how she was able to get legislature for uh, things like that in America, which I thought was really amazing and thinking that maybe – her in some way may have um, affected me and it was able for me to get help in that time. Cause I also um, was diagnosed with postpartum depression with my kids, but I didn't get it until my, or I wasn't diagnosed with it until my second child. So it was just really interesting to see um, how other women were also experiencing it sort of thing. Um, and also I, I don't remember this, but do you remember during this time where Tom Cruise like came out and was like attacking her uh, for saying that postpartum depression isn't real, that there's not a chemical imbalance. That you need to do exercise. Yeah, that you should. she should have took some vitamin C and exercise and she would have then been a better mom. <laughs> Is this <laughs> the same time oh, when wow. when uh, the whole him jumping on the kind couch? Of, yeah. I don't know if it's before okay. or after, honestly. Um, it feels like it was leading up because by the... From I don't know when it, he got yeah. into Scientology. I'm sure it definitely was before you know before, you know he was probably already deep into it sort of thing because i know with with katie holmes he was like you know you shouldn't yell or cry in the in the birthing room and stuff like that that weird kind of miss um but uh i i found that if anybody has any interest in just those type of things to see it from you know yes she's a, a famous person and stuff like that but she's also very um uh relatable and personable and I thought it was I, I I enjoyed it and it made me it was it was kind of nice to the, the really important topics to me that have affected me that have happened to me to see it reflected in a very uh, intelligent and articulate way like certain ways that I probably couldn't express it she was able to you know she has the the things you know she went to Princeton is it Princeton I think yeah Princeton. she graduated she's really smart she's a smart lady I liked it oh, yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, does does she at least is I, mean, I know it's a documentary about her does she at least speak in her you know how like when they do the talking heads that she speaks mm-hmm. her own yes yeah okay, yeah cool. yeah you know yes. there's some documentaries out there that are based on people but they're the people they are like not a part based of it, on they don't even talk at all because it's like oh no no she was really in there and everything yeah. the, the very last part is something really good to watch it's her having a really open discussion with her two young daughters her teenage daughters and her her husband about the her experiences as a as a young child and how like she's she's trying to protect them from those things, but she's also giving them autonomy, the sort of things that she wasn't given and to see how well uh, she's um, probably raised her kids and then just given her act them access and saying, you're a woman, you're not just um, an object for a man that you are, you should have your own opinion that you should have your own autonomy and you should own your own body sort of thing like that um, about them talking about uh, how they feel about her in Blue Lagoon and Pretty Baby and things like that sort of thing. It was really, it was really nice to see uh, that sort of conversation, like a real, a real life conversation happening, uh, sort of thing. So, where's where can we see this again? Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Oh, Hulu, Hulu. Okay. Do Hulu. you, uh, Katie, have Hulu on your? I don't know if even I have wanted to get Hulu for a very long time, but for God knows why, it's not available in the UK. Okay, <laughs> I was all? like wondering. Yeah, that is weird. No, no, no. I don't. I can't get Hulu here, and uh, yeah, and I don't know why. I, I'm but, sure there's a reason why. 
I but just I think, don't get it. <laughs> is it like the Disney Plus though for you guys? Or is uh, yeah, we have Disney yeah. Plus, but there are certain things on Disney Plus on Hulu, sorry, that I can't get on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. That's, I think that's the best way to kind of explain it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this sounds interesting. It kind of reminds me of that Pamela Anderson documentary that came oh out. Oh my god, Netflix. I love that too. I didn't I talk story. about that yeah, before. Where, yes. That's why I asked, like, this Brooks Shield actually speaks as in Pamela. You know, she actually gives her truth. Like, you know, it's not like being biased towards anything. And I think that I appreciate it when it's actually a person talking for themselves and oh, yeah. someone talking yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, she yeah, she was definitely it was her it was her 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 story, her telling her own story, sort of yeah. thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think they and they also like um Drew Barrymore was in it talking about because she was, you know, a child actress. She was also, and, yeah. Uh the other lady that's an actress, do you remember her? I forget her oh, name. Oh, her it's her best friend. Yeah, apparently uh, she's like children. Yeah. Uh what movie was she in? I, I forgot. She's a blonde lady. <laughs> okay. That's uh, uh, um, uh, I know what um, she's in. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Laura, Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Yes. Yeah. Laura yes, Linney. Yes. 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 You're right, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're also in there uh, relaying their experiences and also how uh, their own personal experiences as as children actors and other things, but also uh, being. Uh, supportive a supportive pillar for her as well sort of thing cool yeah looking forward um i highly recommend any of those uh pamela anderson a love story or, or the brook shields do uh do they explain oh wait never mind i was trying i think when i typed in pretty baby they brought the up movie. like a movie yeah that's the... that's the movie she was in oh okay okay i was like wondering like i, I was I confused should, i could also argue that endless love is also one of the films that kind of catapulted her Sim, uh, status yes. as a like a sex symbol because it was a very sexually charged film. Yes, but yes. yeah. Was, it, because she was quite young when it, it, it was. She played a very young character and it dealt with the idea of teen love, impossible love, it, and it was very very sexually charged. Um, yeah, it kind of kind of reinforced that that impression of her that she was this sex symbol. No, oh, yeah, in, uh, in, in, in cinema. Yeah, they talk about. I think Is that yeah, a... they talk about Pretty Baby, Blue Lagoon, Endless Love, and all those, those, yeah. uh, those films of her. The original version, not the, the modern version with Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I I need to watch a lot of at least I don't know about her past stuff, but like at least her television show now, um, because I do oh. find her funny in some of the uh, I think clips i've seen her in her show it's suddenly susan mm-hmm. um ah, that she, actually she, lasted yeah, she, a while <laughs> she was a cameo in friends season yes two. i do remember that yes. too yeah so i think that was this that was i think from from what i remember that was why she got how she got her first like a spin-off so yeah she got the sitcom because she showed that she was she was funny and she was engaging and she, they, they she got a sitcom from that that's what oh, I yeah, meant, exactly. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize uh Kathy Griffin was on that show too. <laughs> oh, suddenly okay. Susan, yeah. That that's where yeah. I knew Kathy Kathy Griffin from as well. Cool. Oh, even uh there's kind of actors in here that I was like, oh, this yeah, is the guy from you here. Forget about um, me, that guy. But that yeah, that is uh pretty baby Brooke Shields. That's on Hulu. Uh can't wait to watch it. I'm I'm gonna mention something really quick too because uh i you go watch it now on also on um is it hulu did i watch it? Yeah, i think hulu um it's called rye lane 
Um, oh, Riley. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I think sorry. you probably watched it, or I. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, got, I, I don't know why it keeps escaping me. Uh, for for anyone who's listening, it's rom com set in South London. Yes. So, but I have heard so many wonderful things about it, and. Because it was played at Sundance, it premiered at Sundance, and it had really great reviews. But for some odd reason, I just can't seem to just catch it. And now it's actually going to be dropping on Disney Plus real, real soon. And, <laughs> yes. But it's like, so I can watch it there, but it kind of makes me wonder why they're not keeping it out in UK cinemas for a bit longer. So I am curious. From the yeah, I'm curious about that too. <laughs> like uh, this, this would have if this came out in theaters. I think it will be sort of like a small hit for like the budget it has. It's a short film, like it's like an hour and like less than an hour ninety, like eighty three minutes actually. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's a it's a film that's set in South London. It's about two young people. Um, it's you know it has the same formula of like most rom com uh, nowadays, but. Uh, there's someone uh, the the it's to the two stars are played by David uh, Johnson and Vivian uh, Oprah, and they're both great. They're, I've never seen them in anything. And then the director Ryan Rain Allen Miller, uh, she is wonderful. This is her first film, and it's someone to look forward to, like in up and coming you know years of her next films and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's the I don't want to say like you know it's. The typical like boy meets girl, but it is a boy meets girl type of movie. Uh, but uh, I think what actually sets this dif- different from other movies is the direction and the cinematography and uh, sort of like the story, like the storytelling, I guess you could say, of it all. I think uh, Ryan, Rain Allen Miller and the cinematographer Alan Color uh, I think them, they working together is really wonderful and refreshing. It's like, they have innovating like camera movements I've never seen in a rom com that I feel like oh this is like engaging like you're you're basically getting the audience you know to engage with the film not with in a character like you know manner but like also like the way it's shot like I feel can like you, can, can you relate that to a a scene from a like a another movie? Well, I uh, well uh, I would say uh, because. The, I think some people will probably will. I would say if you ever watch a Boots Riley movie, uh, what's that movie? Well, that well, I don't know. Um, uh, sorry, sorry to bother you. Yes, yeah, sorry to bother you. Like, yeah, uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of innovative things going on in that movie. Um, that's it's kind of surreal at the same time too. <laughs> so uh, oh. I don't. Yeah, so it's like it's it's fun. It's very funny. It's like I, I would say it's. Uh, I think there's some also humor here that I I can't relate to because I'm not from London too. So uh, like they mentioned certain things, I was like, okay, I guess this is more of a London humor than I, I could. But I, I appreciate everything else at the, um, that they did in the film. Um, I say like I feel like the the selling point is that it's a short film that I, I feel like we get a lot of like especially rom rom coms, a lot of two hour long rom coms nowadays. Yeah. And I feel like this one's just right up, like it's the right amount of time you want to spend with these characters, but also, also you want more out of it too. So it's it's kind of weird. Like it feels like it feels like this could be a television show, and it's a uh, mm. uh, like this could be like the pilot of a television show. But I think also know. there's a great I, great way, it does a great job of representing the, the you know showing the highlighting the representation 
yes, in South yes. London as yeah. well. Especially, so, you know, when you think of British rom-coms, you think of Richard Curtis, Nothing yes. Hill, yeah, Love Actually enough. stuff. They don't really kind of get into, you know, they don't kind of venture out of West End or Central London. But with Ryland, you have, you know, this unrel- a relatively unknown cast and it's a, it's a small picture in South London. And everyone thinks that South London is just this, like, this right, really gritty kind of place, but it actually isn't. And, and I think from what I've heard, because uh, <laughs> like I, I haven't seen it yet, damn it, but I, I've heard it does a great job in celebrating it and it's just quite infectious in its joy. I've heard. Yes, yeah. So. It's it's actually something where I'm like, oh, because I've been to London once, but I've never been to like South London. I've been to like the tourist spots of London. So the way everything was shot, it makes me want to go back and like, you know, go in those areas. And I wanted to explore more of London. I didn't even know like, because like when they, it's based on an actual like lane, I guess, because right, Ryan Lane, I'm assuming. Uh, they said, uh, I'm not gonna I, confirm that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what uh, the filmmaker said. It, like, it's based on the a real street called Rye Lane, that's why, okay. Um, but they shot there in Brixton, is that the place? Yeah, <laughs> okay, I, Brixton, I, I believe so, yes, yeah, Peck, Peckman and Brixton. I think that's Peckham. what the filmmaker, Peckham. Peckham, Peckham. Peckham and Brixton, yeah. Um, you'll have to excuse Ben's uh, pronunciation of many things. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, I get nope. confused with uh, like American English words. So, <laughs> um, like I said, it's fine. Just don't say. Just don't say it here. You will get. You will okay, yeah. get laughed at in your face <laughs> if you say if you say peke or whatever. <laughs> just, just point to it. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I'll, I'll keep just, that in mind next time I visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say. Just say. You know. English isn't your first language, or <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I I highly highly recommend. Hopefully, uh, you get to watch it, Katie. Uh, when once it, I don't know if it's on Disney Plus on your size right now. No, it's Amazon. It it's, it's dropping on Disney Plus mm-hmm. on the UK Disney Plus on third uh, of May. So before just a, just before Star Wars Day. It is it is weird yeah. that they. Um, <laughs> it's just weird for me how they release stuff <laughs> nowadays uh, i feel like everything should just be released at the same time i don't know why nah, I, don't, I don't agree with that uh, uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll give uh you know uk audiences a chance to try and catch this in cinemas because you know a lot of there are a lot of local places in the past are actually what showing this so oh, nice. yeah so, i would recommend yeah. it in the theater yeah so hopefully they'll get that they may be also not a lot of people have disney plus as in, you know, since because it's a subscription, yeah, they may can, mm-hmm. they've cancelled it during the pandemic and stuff, so they may not have it. But now, it's like, so hence the cinematics, the theatrical I, uh, So, I also want to shout out to like the music that they have in the movie too. It's very, it's very, um, um, what's called that? Like, uh, no, uh, I feel like you don't listen. The music they use isn't typically like in the rom com, I guess you could say. Um, it looks but, very colorful and fashionable too. In the it in is, the it's very colorful and fashionable. Uh, there's a little, the fun. The characters here are really funny. <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that is on Hulu, Rylane. So we could go straight to our main discussion. This week's main discussion is the Super Mario Brothers movie. My little brother's lost. He looks exactly like me, but tall and skinny and green. Your brother's captured by Bowser. There's a human with a mustache just like you. Do you think I know every human with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? Uh, Because I don't. Mario. The only hope is the sweet relief of death. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. That is a clip from the trailer of the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's directed by Aaron Harvick and Michael Jalik. Um, it's the first movie I feel like that's um, based on Mario. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's not the first movie. <laughs> oh, God, no, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good if you say that. Yeah, um, it is starring Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan Michael Key, Seth Rogen, and Fred Armisen. Um, I don't want to say who is who. I think you could probably guess if you read up news about who which character voice actor plays which character. Um, and I think this is actually the first time, at least, that's produced by Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. Nintendo has yeah. actually produced a movie. Uh, did they ever? Did they produce that one from the nineties? I actually don't no, know. They think so, I, no. don't, I don't think they did because yeah. they would have done a much better job. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't think they probably had. They had probably no creative control whatsoever. This feels like they had all creative control. Well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, after the after that the version, the nineteen ninety version, I don't think because because um, the Mario creator Suguru Miyamoto, he was produce. He had the producing credit on this. Yes, yeah. But I don't think he wanted anything to mess this up. I, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I've, it feels I've, like I've read where that '90s version came out. Nintendo got scared and like stopped all their like going into movies, basically. So that's why it took them so long because they were so scared of like actually making movies. And I guess the best way to do that is to make an animated film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll start with you, Katie. Uh, are you a fan of the Super Mario Brothers games? And uh, what's your thoughts on your movie? And actually, I want to give a shout out to your review that's on uh, Movie Maker. Uh, if you want to read movie up your review. Sorry, Movie Maker. Oh, yeah. Ma- movie Marker. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. me again typing it wrong. <laughs> it's um, fine. Don't worry. Uh, it's Movie Marker. Um, yeah, your reviews on there. I highly recommend. Uh, but yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts about? The- well, I I've been a fan of Mario since I was a kid. I always used to watch my brothers play it because you know in my household girls were allowed to play video games. Long story. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was interesting. It's it's interesting being an adult now watching this movie, and then while growing up seeing that how Mario has evolved from, you know, from the NES to the SNES and Game Boys to to Wii's and now like everything Nintendo has has to be related to Mario's in somewhere or another and it's so I I actually thought this film was great I know a lot of people did not think it was all that but I actually thought it was really well made in terms of its faithfulness to the games as well as the, the franchise in question because you had not only the, the look of it but the sounds of it and how the characters move and how fate how 
they thought there was a commitment to bringing Mario to the big screen in a way that all every fan who has played the game or ha- knows of the ge- knows of the games or is familiar with the characters will think, oh my god, yeah, this is what Mario is supposed to be like, and that's what this film does. And there is, yeah, it, it doesn't go in too deep. I will admit, it's not. It's very the plot is very thin. But if you think about it, Mario games aren't exactly <laughs> deep. And, you know, it's not deep and emotional stuff. It's a very simplistic plot. Save the Mushroom Kingdom, and that's essentially what the film is. Yeah, it may you if you want your emotional resonance, fine, but don't expect it from here. If you want a Mario film, you have fun at a Mario film. This is the film that you watch. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I uh, I think uh, it does. Yeah, like you said, like it's it's a simple plot, but I feel like it's also um still relatable i feel like there's this thing where uh for at least for me uh there's this dynamic between the brothers and i sometimes feel that way sometimes uh with my my older brothers not john specifically but um, does john give you his mushrooms yes yeah (laughs) oh yeah does he bring you dinner when you're upset yes yeah he just comes to our house for weird reasons (laughs) just giving dinner yeah uh, sometimes (laughs) i do um I'll uh, I'll ask Audrey. How about you? Uh, do you have any sort of um, relationship with the games, and um, what's your thoughts about the movie? Um, my relationship with the games is I also didn't play video games a lot as a as a, a child and a girl in the house. Um, I did have more Sega games, so I actually had a Sega Genesis. So um, I don't honestly know if we had an, an, a Nintendo console. I know I think there was Game Boy in the house. Um, so I knew of Mario, I seen Mario, but that's not super what I grew up with. Um, but, uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was so fun. Um, I love, uh, I love Luigi's little hair, his little up bang do that he has. Um, the one thing that almost put me off in the extreme beginning that I thought was going to be a problem was, uh, when they were in the real world in Brooklyn and the detail to the hair on all the people's bodies (laughs) was really, (laughs) was really scary to me and I didn't like it. But once they went to a place where there was no body hair, it, um, and only seeing mustache hair, it was okay. Um, how do you know toad doesn't have body hair no. yes, <laughs> what yeah. do you know what if his like head is the hair like the oh the, you, you pop you, oh, pop, you pop off the cap the mushroom yeah, cap yeah. And, oh, yeah. well that, that's that'll be a, that'll be a, a reference to the cartoons because um in the cartoons late Wait. 80s early 90s yeah no i'm serious toad's, toad's <laughs> the, cap, the, cap, the cap comes off oh yeah oh yeah, it yeah. does come off oh, yeah uh, and, listeners and if you're watching there's a moldable this, cap I know it's it's a very that shows how old I am. I remember the cartoon, but the Mm. cap can function as not only a head covering but also as a parachute. So (laughs) okay, that makes sense. Okay, this is. uh, I feel like this is a sequel thing that's going to happen later. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) Um, Uh, Go on, Audrey. I I really enjoyed their. their brother their brotherly relationship i wish luigi could have been in there more but i know that's not he was a an anchor not 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 the plot um but i really i i really enjoyed how they kind of not to say put mario down but it was more of like the like children could see themselves in that and mario as being a little guy as being told that you can't do you can't do anything you can't do much but also um 
in doing so you use that as fuel to to prove it like you know mar uh, he'll try anything he'll he'll he won't give up sort of thing which is a really good uh lesson and quality for children that we i guess we all have to go through sort of thing and to um to see that and see that you can be like a superhero you can um be more than yourself sort of thing um I, I, I like that part of it. I thought it was fun. I love the little, the, what is it? The Lumet? The little, little Luma. Luma. Yeah. That, that, that was the best. Cause I was like, oh yes, you see me. <laughs> there is only the void after this, you know? That's um, pretty much all the adults. Uh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's us <laughs> now. Because yeah. we were all Mario's before. But the thing is, kids yeah. will enjoy it because that is a little cute thing. It's smiling. You don't have to just kind of listen to it. You just look how cool and how cute <laughs> yeah. it is. Is they it were talks about dying and in an avoid yeah. inevitable void of death. But look how cute it is! It's yeah, exactly. It's smiling and everything. Yeah, I, I th- there was a little kid in our movie theater that was saying she was gonna. You know how Bowser or you know and wants to marry, and the little kid wanted to marry Yoshi, and was just running around saying that she was gonna marry Yoshi, which I thought it was at the great. end. At the end of the film, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in the when the the credits and stuff were going, it was fun. Um. I also think that Adventure Toad is my favorite. I think he was he was super great, and I mm. wanted him as a friend. Great and plus game, he cooks. I would say. Yeah, yeah, like he like he cooks game. and stuff, and I I need that in like my my companions, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my, my my travel companions. Being able to cook. cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought I I was really like smiling the whole time during the film, like, uh, like I even though like I'm not a super uh, a gamer when it comes to things like this like i uh, but i could i could easily recognize that this was a level that this was characters mm-hmm. from yep, and, yeah. like that. and like when they were doing it and i thought it was so fun and i just i loved it i loved the music it was very 80s 80s driven it felt like um so it was that it was it was really fun um our son also enjoyed it too yep, yeah well, you know i think it's really it's um it's for it's for adults and but it's also i think the kids can are are also in on the jokes as much as as the adults are on uh, on it too. So, uh, how about you, John? So my history with Mario, I've never played any. No, 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 no. Uh, I <laughs> played a, all what, the games. What's a Mario? Uh, yeah, what's a Mario? Um, yeah, even the most latest one, Odyssey. And there's a lot of like Easter eggs from all the different games and various stuff uh, that I really appreciated. Like every bit of things, even there was like a joke about a certain mushroom. That he takes and then I was like, oh, that's that mushroom. And they did the joke, but I was like, oh, that's cute that they did that joke uh, representing that mushroom. Um, I think the thing that got me the most in this film is uh, Brian Tyler's music that he remixed uh, basically the more epic version of uh, what's his name? Like the, the orchestrated versions song. of those. Yeah, of yeah. Uh, Con- uh, Koji Kondo uh, version of the original theme songs from all the different Mario's. And he did a great job. Like that brought me nostalgia so much. Like every time they played a Mario song, it just brought me back of me playing that level the first time or remembering like, oh yeah, this is that one level. And then they intertwine it. And I think that towards the ending, they did like a good, <clears throat> like a, what do you call those? Like not remix, but a, uh, uh, there's a word, the homage, but no, like they played one song after another. Uh, basically, in, in this little battle scene that had all the different mixes, and it's like that's really cool. Like that just brought my kid self back to like it's that it's that moment like in Ratatouille when the the critic eats that thing <laughs> and he gets zapped into when he was that's a, a good, kid. Uh, that's, actually, were you, were you jaded? Oh, the flashback, yeah. yeah, the flashback scene, the very not not jaded, but I'm saying that 
that that music alone can bring me back of me playing those games oh, and nice. i think without that music this movie wouldn't work like without if they played straight up just 80 songs and that's it i think this movie wouldn't work at all but that music itself lends so much to the nostalgia not just like mario himself just see him in the screen he's you know he, he's a character who does not talk none of these characters only peach is like the closest i've heard talk or even mario sometimes when he says like uh when he, when he falls asleep he says like spaghetti and stuff like that um like peach has a voice too and then 64 game where or not sunshine where she or even n64, n64 one of them where, she reads like yeah, a one letter. of them yeah one when she has like a letter to mario like she has a voice but uh when i heard those music the music is that that's the thing that got me more emotionally and when they play it especially in the very ending i was like oh i never even thought about this music as this type of epic song <laughs> in the final battles i was like oh this is really nice uh, but overall yeah I've, I've laughed a lot in here a lot of surprising plot points i did not expect from <laughs> in the mario even though it harpens on a lot of the odyssey plot points if you play that game especially the bowser plot point uh, <laughs> but the but everyone's did a great job i it's it, i even like acknowledge that chris pratt did a good job at the voice he he i thought you know especially going in he didn't they don't promote his voice that much and then i was like thinking like what type of character is he going to just do the lego guy voice or you know chris pratt but he did a voice that's different i think the only one who didn't do a voice is Seth rogan <laughs> Like, oh yeah, he's, yeah. He's I, think, I think i think jack black did actually pawn a voice to the point where until he starts singing oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's when he actually becomes like sl- slowly becoming back to jack back yes to yeah. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he oh, did a great God. voice too yeah 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 he did uh and yeah uh yeah i i i would uh, happily watch another one of these uh well, we have to, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, we I guess to. we we will because this movie made two hundred million for the weekend. So. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yes. yeah. In the U.S. alone, that's the U.S. alone. It made two hundred wow. million. So uh, yeah, um, looking forward to another Super Mario Brother. What uh, world? Probably we'll say Super Mario World. Or something oh, like Super that. Mario Brothers two movie two. Yeah. 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 I like can how see would that. they play one, two, or the world two? Or something? I, don't know. Well, I mean, they well, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they had Super Mario Brothers one, two, and three. That was on the yeah. NES, and then, then they had Super Mario World yep. on the stairs, and then Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. Mm. I feel like they're going to be that. Uh, I feel like, uh, <laughs> but they have to make like, uh, sixty-three ones so they can get to Super Mario sixty-four. I think they're oh, gonna well. ultimately they're gonna make a Smash Brothers movie. It feels like if they if this is a successful well, Mario, yeah, uh, that sounds like that sounds it's like could be like the Infinity War of yes, Nintendo. Yeah, because yeah. I Zelda, feel like I think Zelda this, would be the next film. <laughs> yeah, I think Zelda is going to probably be the next film that we probably won't see in our decade or so. I don't know. Well, <laughs> so what? It's a bit difficult when every Zelda game is a movie. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you can't you can't go this route of Mario where you could just uh, clump up like all the Mario you know games as a reference because Zelda itself like each game is its own story like you can't yeah really and then you know there's there's that theory that all the games are connected somehow so um, yeah really quick like I I'm just gonna <laughs> echo everything everyone else says here I really uh, in, in, uh, enjoyed everything about the film and it was delightful to see everything that you've like you know 
growing up seeing on like a video game just come to life in this movie uh like john I, it brought back a lot of nostalgia feelings to me i think i feel like when i first like even the opening scene of like the uh the uh, the, the when they were showing the you know it's produced the production uh what do you call it but <laughs> uh credits i guess you could say um even then like when they showed nintendo i felt very like this is like the first time i've felt this in a while because i'm not really attached to a lot of like fandoms but brands I feel like with, huh brands like attached to brands too like yeah brands like in yeah. the, what way aside from <laughs> nintendo where i feel like there is this when i was a kid like probably ninja turtles probably one and they even showed that the ninja turtle trailer before this and then this one um like it, it just brought me like like i was a kid again basically um and i really appreciate like how they you know uh, everything was like delicately uh, chosen for this movie when it comes to like what should we show, what should we not, just to save it for like you know other movies in the in the future. I think they, they did a good job doing that. So you mean like you know, them holding back a little bit? Yes, yeah, like, so a little showing... bit holding back everything because I like there are things that I wanted to see, but I know they won't show it yet because that it, I feel like you could make a whole movie in like the haunted mansion. Uh, or yep, L- yeah. Luigi's mansion. Well, they, they, I think that was kind of the hope. Yeah. At one point. Uh, but yeah, because because I think Peach said that at one point there's like you know there's a there's multiple there's you know endless multiple endless, galaxies endless yeah, yeah. endless world galaxies out there and it's like it kind of teases the idea that anything could be possible. If there's anything anything to do with Mario in the game or or anything like that, then there is it can. And may be considered in a in a in a follow up movie. Yeah, the next movie will be about tennis only, <laughs> <laughs> or golf, or bar. golf, or golf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those. Um, well, they, they they had that amazing scene of Mario Kart involving yeah, Mario yeah. Kart on Rainbow Road, and I was so so excited because mm-hmm. you can't have a Mario film not involving Mario Kart that doesn't involve Rainbow Road. So having that on screen was super, was so much fun, and I was so excited. I would so, say it's called and, for me that scene is called Rainbow Fury Road. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, during that scene, this is it's a small spoiler. Uh, when we're watching that scene. There was a, uh, a one of the like. Can just go to spoilers, John. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to spider spoilers. Let me do the spider noise. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine as far as so in that scene there's a uh henchman that's a blue shell turtle and then uh he's like a turning blue shell and he goes in and hit mario and donkey kong and my son because knowing the video game like nudged me and he's like that's not right the shell should have hit peach she's in the lead and i was like i guess <laughs> yeah you're right it should have hit peach i thought it hits the shell of the person who was in, li- in the lead yes, when yeah. the shell was launched so yes, technically so, it would be yeah it would yeah, be it uh, yeah, Mario yeah. was in the lead, John, at that time. I thought yeah. Peach was. Like Peach they were, was. They were both edging. Oh, at okay. The front. So... Uh, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> which is funny that my son was like nudging about that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, do you have any? Because we're in spoiled territories, uh, Katie. Do you have any fi- like scenes that you found like surprise or cam- cameos or uh, Easter eggs? Uh, I mean, Bowser singing. 
on the piano. <laughs> I love it's, it's that. Not, I know, but it's, there's, <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't see where this is going. And then he sits down with Kavik, the little sorcerer who's played by Keith Michael Richardson. He says, come and play with me. Mm-hmm. And then you see that little, that, that, that tune. That they hit, they, they, and it's a, it's a piano version of the tune that they play every time you go into a, a castle, like an end level bad, bad guy on the game. And I just thought that was just such a great way to do it. Because <laughs> I was wondering how, if they weren't going to be in a castle, would they include it? So for oh, them to oh, do it like that, and they're quite a very, it's a bit of an almost, I wouldn't say sent, emotional, but almost sentimental co- come down. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. so, you know, are you sure that this your plot is the right idea? Come and play with me. And it's like a precursor to like uh, this Hulk out from Bowser, and you you kind of knew what was coming, but at the same time, it's like it's just that that musical interlude was just a great way to build up. To, yeah, they like, did. This, they did a lot of really good musical yeah. stuff in here. Yeah. But then, really? uh, but then there was a there's a, actually a moment in the tea, in the trailer, not the teaser, but I think in the tra- main trailer, where you know Mar- Mario's going on the obstacle course, and he get, jumps onto a platform. He goes, "Yes, I made it," and he drops down. Admittedly, I did laugh my head off about that because I thought, "Oh yeah, I remember doing that in the game." <laughs> and he made his drop off. I was like, "No, you have to keep moving. You have to keep moving." But I, can't, I made it to the platform. It took me so long. I don't care. I just keep going. <laughs> so yeah, it did. It did kind of. It it brought something from like from memories of like struggling to get past an obstacle, to go onto a platform, only to go into another obstacle. I think yeah. So having that kind of reaction on small things or you see on the big screen, just. Yeah, there is that strong sense of nostalgia, but it's not just nostalgia. There's not, there's just, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to kind of put into words when you kind of you've you've grown up with this franchise for so long, and then you're wondering if it was going to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there was like this uncertainty. I think when, especially when it came to voice actors, or like, how, how's Chris Pratt going to be Mario? Or I actually, you know, I I have like type of. Um... Uh, doubts too. I, I mean, I like the Illumination uh, films, like you know, uh, Minions and Despicable Me, but they have a type of humor, and I thought Mario would be lending to that humor, and then it did it. It had its own like unique u- u- humor that it's in the Mario universe and stuff, and then that's what one of the things I appreciated is like, oh, they're catering catering to like kids, but also like adults that know certain jokes about Mario. Uh, and, and a lot of like Easter eggs from like the TV show and a little bit of that the '90s movie and all this just all intertwine and it's like th- I thought that was pretty uh, good. I wonder me. if uh, Miyamoto had like a say of like, yeah, we're not gonna have poop jokes in this movie. I yeah, think, yeah, I think, like he, I think, I think so too. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, in this in games, I can't remember. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, I don't, I don't think I think he used to say if it's not in the if it's not in the games I didn't make it so you're not going to put it in. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think and then, uh, it's funny because they can do a lot of, like potty jokes because they're plumbers, but they stayed away from that. Like they right. yeah. they did not go near that at all. They did a joke about a dog trying to kill them, but well, <laughs> well, it's also because it's Illumination did Secret Life of Pets. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a little bit of a reference to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you look cute, that dog looks just like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I bet you that dog's gonna show up in like the third Secret Life of Pet movie somehow. <laughs> and then there, there's a there's a poster of the Mario Brothers in the background. Like we're all just catching all the Easter eggs. I was yeah. trying to see a minion though in this film, but I did not see a minion. <laughs> I think that might have, might have been a bit of a scene stealer, to be honest. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's to be like somewhere in Brooklyn, though. Like well, the, you guys besides, Mario and Luigi are wearing dungarees already. They don't need the minions. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, minion cosplaying, if you ask me. <laughs> is there is there a power up where he turns yellow? The cat, I guess, the closest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the closest thing will be the cat. Mm. But he doesn't know. Have the overalls, though, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, how about you, Audrey? Is there a scene really quick that you like? Um, I I really liked the because I was excited that Jack Black was going to be Bowser. I like him. I love I love Jack Black. Um, I, so I knew that he would be singing. I don't I don't know if there's even a film where Jack Black doesn't really sing or has some sort of, <laughs> Actually, some sort of music element in it. So at least do that. Uh, Deer Hunter. Like, I think yeah, Deer Hunter. He doesn't sing. Is it Deer Hunter? Well, no, <laughs> well he he's part of like the the crew, right? He has like the gun in one of those. No, I don't think it's Deer Hunter. I've Enemy about... of the State he's in with uh, Seth Green. He's mm-hmm. one of the... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if he sings, though, now. Well, in, in, from... any of the nice movies that I like. Oh, okay. like I don't watch those. Not those dramas? No, yeah. no dramas. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> um, but, um, but also, Jack Black has that very uh, hardcore metal persona and feeling that he that he's very uh, well... He, he can uh, portray very well. So I knew, like, I felt like that would be a good... Um, blend for bowser and i just i just loved how he was on the piano and was like very like elton john sort of thing and when he was with his what, what's the his his wizard friend name hammock hammock the that, yeah yes yes yeah i, I, I kept on wizard. <laughs> i was like the man. um how that was like that's truly his uh partner and stuff like that and how like you know the point where they're um they're role-playing like john was mentioning how it was like in kind of like the role-playing space balls a little bit <laughs> Um, how I was like, oh, I hope there's gonna be a scene where like uh, Bowser realizes that you know n- my happiness was in front of me the whole time. Like you know, I, I know that it's not gonna go like that, but like for Bowser to find his own. Um, you want to fix self, Bowser, right? I, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I wanted him to like because I really, I kind of didn't. I like that um, he was like, I'm gonna steal her and marry her, and I know that's exactly what you know, the point is, and, and they, they, they got, they got around that. Well, I think by giving peach her, her own, uh, making her very strong and stuff like that. Um, but I kind of wanted to, uh, because Bowser said he was suffering. And so I was like, I really wanted to know why he was suffering uh, oh, in the last fight yeah. when they're in the real world. Um, and they didn't touch on that at all. I thought somehow they would get that, but I mean, you, you don't, of course he's a very the big, the big bad boss. You don't want to, uh, em- uh, empathize with him very much if at all. Um, but I thought there, him and his um, his relationship with his, you know, his right hand man was. Uh, I, I enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed the the brother relationship between Mario and Luigi. I wish I wish that would have been explored a little bit mm-hmm, further. Yep, yeah. But I guess I, know <laughs> I can read the 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 Discord or whatever and find where I found that. <laughs> that you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did find too, like when they got to the real world when the movie got real yeah. kind of when Mario started getting bruises I didn't like because that. you do not see that in the video game in any yeah. of the video games when he starts to have a bruise a black eye I was like this is too real yeah. <laughs> like when Bowser's like beating him up and you kind of like I get it like you have, you lose that hope a little bit that little hope of Mario and then uh it just felt like 
maybe he can die. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like, because if he can get hurt that bad in this world, the world world, maybe he can die <laughs> in, uh, in this world. Uh, it, 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 you know, it worked itself out, but I really was surprised that they chose to show him actual bruises and, you know, uh, on his face. Like I've, I've never even thought they'll even try to do that at all. I could see that in like the, the, the last movie of the, Mario Saga, and then he like sacrifices his life. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Mushroom three thousand, whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Mushroom three thousand. <laughs> I don't think I like uh, that title at all. <laughs> um, I have a question. Do you think this is a weird question? <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know how his name is Toad, and they they are Toads. So is everyone's name Toad? No, like, no. It's... He said certain names, but okay. it is odd that his name is Toad. Well, it's a toadstool mushroom, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, their their I kind think, is probably yeah. called toadstools. Yeah, I think that's why he's. So it's he's like if you find a human named Hugh. No, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> it's short for human. That's what it is, right? These toadstools. Okay, I guess. I yeah. Human grand. Button or Stuplini or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I just yeah. I was just curious because uh, I actually never thought about it until like they kept on saying toads and I was like, oh yeah I even played that game I was like I never even questioned it in the game until they. Kept on talking, and I, I was like, oh. really, yeah. I don't think they really addressed it in the game in the cartoons either. Why, yeah. you know, Toad is just Toad. He's not uh, a Toad. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, King and Michael Key did a really great job of that voice. Too, I love that's that's so everything I thought Toad's voice would would be. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would. I actually never. I don't remember the cartoon as much how that voice was. It's like rah, 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 like that. Oh, it's still the same. It's like sort of the rah, same rah, 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 like that. Yeah, type of I voice. think it's harder in the game. Yeah. Or okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I think. Um, and uh, yeah, last the, the last thing is that uh, apparently Yoshi's going to be in Brooklyn, and <laughs> it's going to be a Yo, fish geez. out of water for Yoshi, uh, a dinosaur in Brooklyn. Well, I think that's how they're going to get Mario and them to go back to the human world because it ended with them in the in the toad in the the toadstool kingdom. Yes, and yeah. If the Yoshi's there, then they have to go back to go get them. It kind of also makes you wonder if that portal, that pipe that they actually went through, how was closed off. Because, oh yes, yeah. Or they've created a new one because that's the true, system yeah. is technically still there, but you know the ship kind of destroyed it. So it just makes you wonder. Well, yeah, there's lots of pipes if, there, right? So, yeah, you can Yeah, find. exactly. There's other pipes that could go to other parts of the kingdom. But, you know, is that the main one that they're going to use? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. They're, uh, I'm trying to think, because now I'm thinking, like, the oh, the 93 movie, how it's, like, similar in a way uh, yeah, when it, it comes to certain plot devices. <laughs> like, there was a pipe in the sewer that brought them to... Uh, there was a car know, chase in this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the, the 93 film, film was so weird because it had characters and it had certain similarities, but it just, oh my God, it was just travesty. <laughs> it's a travesty <laughs> of a film because yeah. it just, it made things so complicated with it. It didn't need to be. Yeah. I think because yeah. especially when you're a kid in the 90s, when all you want is a, a Mario film that, you can recognize you can have fun with it it did bring a lot it had because it was a live action film it did have a lot of quite i think serious elements that yes. mm-hmm. may not tie in well with a franchise that is most more closely related to kids resonates with kids so 
just having it just it just I could see I think there was so, so there was there was an approach that they wanted to achieve, but they realized that there was just poor in execution. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like though in the original 1991 the boots. As a kid, oh, I always yeah. loved those boots. Uh, I always yeah. wanted those. <laughs> did they have the boots? No, they didn't have the boots. And I can't. Re- I was just trying to think now of a power up that they had. If it was similar to that, but they don't. Have yeah, they don't have a, uh, a power up. Like, oh wow, that's you, like I feel like you have, have to. You have to load a bomb bomb on it yeah. <laughs> or they bullet the, bill. Yeah, they have. They have the lucky you clouds that you can actually yeah. hop onto and you mm-hmm. can actually fly. And I think they had the cape that was in Super Mario World where you can actually also fly and bounce mm. depending on how you use it. But they never had, you know, Wizard of Oz type boots, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there was a yeah. shoe in, in the Mario 2 or 3 where you can go into and you could jump. Like a shoe, yes, like a little shoe. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I remember that. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. But I guess that's the reference fly, to it. Yeah. You can't fly in them though. No, you, no. You can you can essentially it's essentially like yeah, you can ride them. That's like if you replace I think the boot kind of was a precursor to Yoshi. Because you can yes, ride them. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I was gonna say like Yoshi is actually one of my favorite characters, so I can't wait for Yoshi to be in um the sequel. I do like how it's still called Mario Brothers, and then, um, because like in the joke in the '93 film is that they're both last name is Mario, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Mario, uh, Mario. Yeah. so Mario Mario <laughs> Luigi Mario. So uh, it does it doesn't really explain that in this movie, but it's kind of funny because it's like we're still uh, we don't we will never get an explanation of why it's if their last name is Mario or not. I guess you could say, um, but yeah. That is the Super Mario Brothers movie that just came out this past weekend. Uh, yeah, we encourage everyone of all ages um, to watch it. Uh, I think, yeah, we 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 think it's really great. And uh, the music, the animation, everything about it, the humor. Um, but before we leave, uh, Katie, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, KT Smith Wong, and I've also stri- and I also recently joined TikTok. So hopefully I'll upload some videos. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try uh, uploading some videos really, really soon. I have Are uploaded they... a video uh, for my day at Star Wars Celebration Europe. So feel free to go. Are you going to do movie reviews on uh, TikTok? That, is, like the, that is the plan. Okay. Once I get the hang of it. <laughs> Uh, I, I we have a TikTok and I don't even know how to use it still. <laughs> so, <sometimes. laughs> I think it's a very um, young thing, but I can't yeah. do that because that makes me feel old. So then, then you, 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 and the way you do it is you have to dance in front of it, like make a yeah. That, yeah that's, that, not, that's, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do your review while dancing, yeah. <laughs> or pointing at the screen when words are coming yeah, out yeah. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like I said, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to see me dance. Uh, <laughs> oh they do um, they do like no, i said you, <laughs> you could you can find katie's review of the super mario brothers movie at moviemarker.co.uk 
uh, highly encouraged to also read her other reviews for other movies too. Uh, John and Audrey, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, or on TikTok. Can, I don't know if you are on No, TikTok. we're not on TikTok. <laughs> uh, you can find both of us on datenightplays.com. We have a new video of us playing Resident Evil 4 Remake that's coming out tomorrow. So check that out. Uh, we were also playing Resident Evil Code Veronica together. Yeah. And it <laughs> yeah. gave me so weird. Uh, but that's out right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you could find me on the internet at Benjamin Abaya on Instagram and Twitter. You could find all of us on thefreakingawesome.com. I'm sorry if I'm like pausing because I'm I, I'm scrolling my notes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> freakingawesome.com, which will lead to our Patreon. You could be a patron for no less than a dollar. Also, if you want to get bonus episodes, um, you could be the second tier also on Patreon. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts episodes for free on apple podcasts and google play and other various podcast streaming services uh, please support us by listening subscribing rating or leaving a comment uh, you can find us on instagram and twitter at tfa now also on um, tiktok at the freaking awesome uh, you won't find me dancing but i do have a a short short i guess you could say on there from our birthday if you want to watch that really quick um well, I made like in in a matter of like a couple hours, and it's just like a minute of a short uh, I made with my <laughs> partner and her her family. So, um, and you can uh, email us at the freaking uh, contacts at the freaking awesome dot com. Uh, I think that's it for now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, thank you, Sierra Say Chow, for producing the podcast. Thank you, John, for editing and uh, creating the videos for all our. Um, social media platforms um i'm benjamin abaya i'm john abaya i'm audrey abaya i'm katie smith and this has been the freaking awesome podcast